It's Superhero, and you're listening to Inspirado Projecto. Wowzers. Wowzers. The episode you're about to hear. Oh, my gosh. Thank you for... for uh... Rooney, Rooney, thank you for listening to the show, Inspirado Projecto. I'm your host, CEC, otherwise known as Kurt Eric Clendenin. You can visit my website at cecartist.com should you like to see a bunch of drawings and stuff. Um, I've also written some books. I've also written some books. Uh, This episode is going to be, yet once again, a varietal varietal of um, talents philosophies, uh, uh, epiphanies, visions, dreams, etc., so forth, call it what you will. One of the biggest things it really is, is synchronicities, baby. This episode takes place uh, mostly West Palm Beach, Florida. You'll hear about that. You'll hear about that. I'll, I'll hear, you'll hear about all that. But you'll also hear a whole slew of synchronicities that I was finally able to gather all up into one monologue, if you will. Um, now, uh, we're going to hear some really, really, from some really cool people. We just heard Superhero. That's a real-life superhero. I met him at the Kapow Intergalactic Film Festival, who at which... Maria was at the Kapow Intergalactic Film Festival. You'll hear from her in a little bit. Um, we'll also hear some other interesting things. Maybe you'll know some of the names or, or maybe you'll resonate with some of the information that's coming through. So stick around for Inspirato Projecto. And uh, I think you will like what you're about to hear. Up next for you now, however, is a fun fact from our old pal, Henry Dehorse. Here's your fun fact. All kittens are born with blue eyes. They begin to change color at about two weeks after their eyes open. Stay tuned to Inspirato Projecto for more fun facts. It is now 2.52 a.m., fifth and Philly will be coming out to pick me up around 3.15 a.m. Um, as I'm walking around in my house I've got the lights on here so I can walk around here and just happen to glance out the window and I saw that there's a so now there's a guy who's living in the house so I saw him like shuffling out on the balcony and I heard like sort of a a kid yelling and I was like I wonder if it's from that place well I glance up my <laughs> I glance up my my there's a big sliding glass door here you know I glance out this window and they could totally see me in here you know um and I glance out there and I see the kid out on the balcony like the kid is out on the balcony and just thinking, this is really early. Like, what's the kid? What, what's going on? And it's windy out there. It's windy. Um, 
it's, yeah, it's, oh yeah, now they're out on the, now they're out on the balcony. The woman is, okay, now she's going back in. But, uh, so this is going to be interesting with these new neighbors. Um, wow, intriguing, intriguing. And it's crazy because I, like, I just now realized that throughout this whole time, neighbors everywhere can look into here. So what if, what if there's, there are, like, secret files of me eating my cereal at the table? Um... You know, just being a goofball. Wouldn't it be interesting if there'd be a way to compile all of the data of all the videos that you were ever accidentally caught in? I, I thought about this many years ago, but now this idea is resurfacing. Now, especially with digital technology and facial recognition software, I'm sure you could do it. But if you were to put a call out there, let's say Brad Pitt were to put out a call to everybody, say, hey, anybody? You know, over the years, this is where I've been in my life, and this is you know. And if you've been in any of these places throughout my life, throughout this that time, there's a good chance that somewhere in your photos, while you're on a trip or something, you might have had me in those videos and those photos and that stuff. Imagine if somehow there was some way to be able to archive all of your guest appearances in anyone's footage at all any time wow that would be really interesting just to see what are you doing when you don't realize you're being watched huh I was thinking about that like when I walk up to the store I think to myself um alright you're going up to the store Walking up to the store doesn't need to be a, like, an in-between thing. Like, okay, when I'm on, when I'm me, that's, you know, when I'm home, when I'm in front of friends, you know, when I'm out, when I'm in the populace, that's when, you know, when I'm, when I'm prepared to really be turned on. That's, that's when I am who I am. You know, but in between, in between, I don't know if I can hold up the persona, you know, in between. But yeah, anyway, it's just a strange thing when you think about that. I saw this like, I think there was like it was like some meme. It said, uh, "When the when the mailman sees me versus when my social networks see me." And it showed like two different faces, two different personalities. And so I think that's kind of an analogy of like, okay, got to do the errands. Okay, I become I'm now the person on the left side of the picture, or am the, or am I the person on the right side of the picture? So I try to be the best version of myself everywhere I'm going. Or is that a facade that I'm wearing until it wears down? I forget to put it up, you know, and then bam. Now all of a sudden then people see the real side of me. Dun, dun, dun. 
But lots of mysteries in this world, aren't there? Lots of mysteries. Okay, it is 12.06 a.m. Today is, in fact, the 5th. Um, I'll be leaving in a few hours. I'm about to get to sleep. I'm still kind of packing here. And here's a little update about the uh, neighbors. Um, I glanced out the window. And there's more activity going on in there. Um, I saw a woman outside, like, hammering something together. There are planters in there. And there's a kid sitting in the table looking out the window with a hood on. Remember I told you how strange that would be to to look over there and just see this person looking out the window sitting at that table? Well, I just saw that idea come true. I go, you have no idea how starstruck I was today. Oh my gosh, the fact that you saw Fran Tarkington. That's mine. And he, uh, like, out of anywhere, we've always talked about yeah. that's my incredible. Lighter. We always joke about that's incredible in Fran Tarkington. And Kathy Lee. Kathy Lee. Osborne. Osborne. Uh, Kathy Lee. Not Gifford. It's not Gifford. Not Gifford. Yeah. Kathy Lee Osborne. Yeah. She had the blonde hair. Yes. 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 I, I was and out here, you end up seeing Fran Tarkington at the Breakers in, in the West bar. Palm Beach. Look at there That's he is. That's Fran Tarkington. That's John Davidson. Oh wow. yeah, yeah. And Kathy Lee Crosby. Dude, wow. Kathy Lee Crosby. Kathy Lee Crosby. That was him. Wow, that's great. Look how old this TV guy is. Look at these guys <laughs> here. Well, gotta be the eighties. Wow, do they even have TV Guide anymore? Gosh, I remember when. Remember when oh, people? I, remember when people look at TV guy and they would write down all the programs they're gonna watch. Yes, yes, yes. They were in their TV. Yeah. They are plotted out. Right? Yeah. Yeah. The people, the people would have a strategy. Right? Yeah, and they would call it. They would call it the cheers and jeers. You know, <laughs> like the the cheers. Okay, this is what was the great thing that happened on on this TV channel, on this show, and then oh, here are the jeers. You know. We should get up super early in the morning and go to the beach. Oh, that would be good. It would be good to go to the beach. Oh, no, I'm going to run. Well, we were talking to... about that scene, the sun sunrise. I I'm going to run to the beach tomorrow. Ooh. I'm going to go over there and I'm going to go put my foot in the water. Ooh, that sounds marvelous. Maybe I shall do the same. Yeah, thank you, founder. Thank you, founder. Founder. You guys have to help me smoke because I think I brought some. All right, time is now 12:18. Got load in time at uh, two. So I come out here to the ocean. We're in West Palm Beach today at the Breakers Hotel. Um, today's April sixth. Uh, got our show today. We're going home tomorrow, and. Uh, the interesting thing about the Breakers Hotel. Isn't it funny? I was talking about bougie stuff on the other podcast. I'm trying to wrap my brain around it. 
and I think by the universe immersing me in the middle of something like this, I really get to see it up close and personal. They charge you 25 bucks for sunscreen in the uh, gift shop. Now, this is one of those hotels. I mean, this is crazy because, well, for, first of all, I can't remember if I said this yet or not, but one of my best friends, Steve Rineker, I went to his wedding and everything. Um, I was friends with them in high school. I was in West Side Story with them. I worked room service with him. Such a great guy. He invited me to his wedding out in uh, Palm Beach. And uh, he used to work at this very hotel. He used to do room service here. So this is crazy to actually be here and see this in person. Um, it just blows my mind. I mean, it, it, it makes so much sense that the universe would bring me back around to this kind of thing. The situation where I actually get to see what I didn't... You know, it's like this is the visual aid now that I can supply my past self with when Steve was talking about the Breaker, the Breaker's Hotel. I mean, this... This, the vibe of this place reminds me of like the Del Coronado. Um, all around this area, geez, man. Um, unless you get a thrill uh, out of paying expensive, you know, buying expensive food, if you get a thrill out of that and drinks, you're in the right place. Um, Paulie got. What did he get? I think he got like a beer or something. Oh no. Oh, he got something. It was like 20 bucks. Um, I guess these are things that you don't worry about when you, when you are just flush with cash. When you're just flush, you're just flooded with money and you don't know what else to do with it. Maybe these are those places that you really want to go to. Um, the rooms, the whole place is a is an art gallery. I've been um, recording TikToks. I haven't put any out yet. I have to conserve my battery. But I've been recording some stuff, and um, I'm next to a. call this some kind of boat it's got a little motor on it it says wing on the side p4.2 today um we had this thing in our hotel room i'll read it to you later it said that there's going to be some sort of demonstration today at 7 p.m of the navy seals i don't know exactly what's going on uh, there could be some helicopter situations. They're going to be rappelling uh, down the building. So they're using this hotel as a sort of a training facility. It is beautiful here. It is beautiful here. I think this thing is like 100 years old. I'd like to find out about the paranormal activities that might be going on here. That's something I think I need to ask some of the staff about. And um, see if anyone's seen anything strange. Because 
I have a feeling. I have a feeling. If replace this old, it's probably something, probably something extraordinary to be learned here. Uh, gosh. It was crazy because uh, we got on the plane and Math, Matthew McDonald, Matt, Matthew McDonald, um, we call him, new keyboard player, he had these two hard-shelled cases and to, sh- to put it on the plane, it cost something like $700 or something to fly him over from Los Angeles to to here. Um, luckily, the corporate folks are going to pay for that. It's interesting. Interesting when you're doing corporate gigs. This will be a lot of fun. We've played corporate gigs in the past where the... I think what happens when you play corporate gigs is my theory... Uh, well, first I'll say this. The the private parties or the corporate gigs that we played, on a lot of occasions, they're, um, you're, you're, it's rare that you get that kind of vibe that you get at, and it makes sense. It totally makes sense. Um, you know, a different vibe than you'd get at a venue. And it's funny because they'll just sit, sit there. Some of them might clap. Sometimes they sit there. And I think my theory is that with these corporate gigs, um, I think a lot of these folks, you know, these are for, for businesses um, where these people are expected to behave in certain social constructs, behave in a certain manner in, in specific protocol heavy, rule-oriented structures. And so they're used to playing it cool. Maybe they're used to, like, just really trying to, like... Like, whenever you hear someone go, oh, be professional, what does that mean? When I think of be professional, what that says to me is devoid yourself of humanity. Devoid yourself of authenticity and purity. We need you to be this sort of robot. We need you to play this character of sort of a... And we need you to just do what we're telling you. So I think a lot of these people, they're, they're, you know, they're sort of like tight, you know, so to speak. They're rigid. So, hello. So, um, I think what happens is when you're playing for these gigs, they're, they're not used to being loosened up. They're not used to being playful, funny, cheerful. They're not used to letting their um, wild side shine or their... or their. Uh... Hello? Oh, no. <laughs> I wish I could say it was. That'd be great if I... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that guy was, point, was asking me if the, uh, if the boat was mine. That's awesome. So I think what happens is when we play... 
little bit later on in these corporate gigs, people start to loosen up a little bit. There's alcohol involved. They start to loosen up a little bit. They start dancing around. They start showing this playful side of each other. I think especially once they see the CEO um, getting a little crazy, you know, it's like, oh, okay. You know, Frank is getting crazy. All right. It's okay for us to. And, uh, I'm just thinking, why didn't I just tell that guy, yes, I did come in. I, I did, I did, I did, I did boat. I, that was me who boated in on this raft that's just parked here on the beach. So it's going to be interesting to play, play the corporate gigs. I'd like to believe that deep inside the hearts of these folks, deep inside the hearts of these spirits that are at these corporate gigs, they they do feel they're not that hardened, you know? They're not that hardened. There's enough in there, enough if, with our performances, enough with the authenticity and the love songs, the love that's being broadcasted uh, for them to open up to and accept into their, into their hearts. And it's like a key. Um, I think what happens is with enough, you know, playing enough, they're like, oh, 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 it's waking up. It's waking up. Yeah, 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 it's waking up. All right. Okay. I've had myself a margarita. Maybe I've had a pina colada. I'm ready to hit that dance floor or sing along. So this will be fun. Are you in a are you in a band? Are you uh, have you ever been hired for a corporate gig? Have you ever had to fly out someplace to perform for something? I'm curious. I'd like to hear what you have to say about that. By the way, listen, thank you for listening to Inspirato Projecto. If you'd like to contribute to this podcast, please uh, go visit anchor.fm slash Inspirato Projecto. Press that little button there that says voice message and you can add to the voice message. You can actually add right to it. And that way, as you add to it, as you're included in it, um, you can share the, share the episode with your friends. In fact, if you like this episode, if you like what you're listening to, please share it with anybody who you think it it might uh, work with. Hello! That's cool. A low flying plane. That's like a low... It's kind of like one of those Indiana Jones planes. Like an Indiana Jones when he's flying around. He's like, no way, I hate snakes. It's kind of like that. This is so serene. I'll talk to you later. Wowzers. Okay, I am back at 6.53 p.m. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to try to tell this story. In, uh, well, I'm just going to tell, tell the story. I'm just going to go ahead and tell the story. Uh, there, were, there were a series. By the way, thank you for listening to Inspirato Projecto. I'm back <coughs> from West Palm Beach. Today is the 7th. Um, we got another show, I think, tomorrow? Or is it the 9th? Is it tomorrow? 
the 9th. Um, we're staying, yeah, the 9th. Whew, okay, I got a day. San Marcos, California. All right, so this is what happened. A series, series, series of synchronicities. Okay, one of the things is that we always joke about is the Rooney, Rooney, part of my French, but you're hole from uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. We always joke about that. We always joke about that. Well, we ended up meeting Art Rooney. And this is the other thing. I've been thinking a lot about the word art. I have an uncle, Art, who was an artist. Is an artist in spirit. Um, uncle Art. I've been thinking about, about, about this name, Art. And so it was interesting because we met this guy. He's the son, I think the son of Art Rooney. He's the owner of the Pittsburgh Steelers. He happened to be sitting upstairs or, or sitting at the bar after we did our show in the uh, Venetian room. Okay, now, earlier, uh, or the, the, the night we got in, the day before, yesterday, um, yesterday being the, what is it? Sixth, okay? So we got in the fifth. On the fifth, in the bar, Chaz ran into Fran Tarkington. Fran Tarkington hosted That's Incredible. He's also a football player. So there's that synchronicity, the football players. Now, this, this, the, the reason why Fran Tarkington is important is we're always, jo- we, Chaz and I have always joked about Fran Tarkington because he's just got a funny name. You know, he can't help but giggle at the name Fran Tarkington. Fran Tarkington. It's like, that's an invented name. It, you know, that's like, that's like, a, that's a character out of a book. Fran Tarkington. It's like, it's like Yul Brenner. It's like that kind of name. With Fran Tarkington and Yul Brenner. Those kinds of names you don't hear about anymore. So, Chaz runs into Fran Tarkington. Chaz and I are always talking about the, the That's Incredible TV show. We're always talking about That's Incredible. And Fran Tarkington. Bam, he runs into Fran Tarkington. Now, this is the other thing about Rooney. So, okay, we're always going, Rooney, 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 part of my French, but you're an a-hole. Well, when we first got into town on the 5th, we saw a, um, uh, a, uh, the, the shuttle was taking us from the airport to the Breakers Hotel, and we passed by a restaurant that, that was called Rooney's. Rooney! So we start doing that. When we see it, little did we realize the very next day after our show, we'd actually meet Art Rooney himself. Bam, bam, bam. Add that to Fran Tarkington. (laughs) Then, wait, there was another one. Oh, oh. There's some stuff involving Jimmy Buffett. And Yachtly Crew. That's all I can say about that. So that's been brewing for the past, I've heard about this for the past few months, several months. Wouldn't you know, of all places in the world, of all hotels in the world, of all floors in the world, of all time Stamps in the world. <laughs> Jimmy Buffett 
happened to be walking down the hallway while Phil, Phil Ocean, was out in the hallway talking on the phone, and while Rob Jones, a.k.a. Sailor Hawkins, was talking to the woman who hired us. Jimmy Buffett walked past Phil. Phil did not realize it was Jimmy Buffett. He waved to him. He's like, hey. He was dressed in his, in his suit. He didn't know it was Jimmy Buffett until after Jimmy Buffett had already passed, and he, he started thinking about it. He's like, dude, or he's like, Jimmy Buffett just walked past me. So this is yet another synchronicity. Um, oh, this is the other synchronicity. The Navy SEALs, let's see if I can read this. This was interesting. Of all nights, on, on April 6th, let me read this. This was, this was a message that was in our hotel rooms. I was in hotel room 1184. For all of you numerologists out there, please, let's figure out what 1884 is. 4, 5, 6, 8, 9, 4, and 1 is 5. Makes sense. 1184 comes out to 5. And of course it contains an 8 in it. Oh my God. And of course it contains a 6 in it. Oh, wow, man. Oh my gosh. 5, the number of synchronicity. Oh my gosh. Oh, all derivations of 5, 23, 32, 1184, I've just c- come across. Oh, my gosh. The number of synchronicity, of course. Wow. Instead of THX, 1185, or 11, what was it? What was that? The, the movie George, George Lucas did. THX, 11. Oh, my gosh. That number's in all of his movies, too. Hold on a second. I can't I can't leave you hanging here. THX one one three eight maybe? Is that it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So instead of THX one one three eight, it was CEC one one eight four. Ooh, maybe that's it. I'll make a movie about CEC one one eight four. So I'm gonna read to you what was on the uh Bedstand. April 5th, 2022. Dear guest, on the evening, because remember, we checked in. Dear guest, on the evening of Wednesday, Wednesday, April 6th, 2022, a Navy SEAL demonstration will be taking place on property as part of a private event. Please be made aware that due to the demonstration, the South Logia Seawall to the Ocean Lawn will be restricted from guest access from 5 to 7 p.m. The demonstration will include a helicopter approach, amphibious zodiac landing along the beach, as well as cadets rappelling along the south side of the Ponce ballrooms. (laughs) We apologize for any convenience this may cause and we appreciate your understanding. If you have any questions or concerns, please contact Guest Relations by dialing zero. Sincerely, Kirk Bell, hotel manager. Um, if you want to call up the Breakers Hotel and thank them for the synchronicity. Uh, well, okay, first I'll say this. So that, that happened on April 6th. That was the night that we had our um, performance. So the Navy SEALs. Here we are dressed up like Navy men, singing Yacht Rock songs. And the Navy SEALs, the Ponce Ballrooms, we were in the Venetian Ponce Ballroom. There's a b- bunch of them. We were in the Venetian. Um, 
And it was funny because I talked to the organizer later on at the bar, the same bar where we saw Art Rooney. Rooney! Son of the father who owns the, the, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Pittsburgh Steelers. I wasn't even a fan of football growing up, but for some reason, just because the older kids on the block liked the Pittsburgh Steelers, we liked the Pittsburgh Steelers. So, of course, there's that whole synchronicity that I, I just now realized that came to pass. I mean, so how crazy is that, the Navy SEALs? So, yeah, so in that in that same place where, where we met uh, the Rooney, Rooney, um, the organizer of the event said, oh, yeah, we told our people that uh, that, uh, that that was part of you know, part of the event. Cause th- this says, so we went on at eight 30. So what I'm thinking here is they waited. They, they, they wanted to make sure. Oh, no, wait, let's see. Wait, five, five to seven. Yeah, I see. Okay. It's so five to seven. All right. So all these folks were out there on the beach or they're watching it through the window. Because honest, honestly, if you open up the curtains, we had the curtains closed behind us while we were playing. But if you open up the curtains behind us, you would have been able to see these guys rappelling down the, you would have been able to see all that activity from inside. You would, in other words, like you would not have gotten any of the any of the sand shooting up at you from the uh, helicopter. That must have been crazy. They were like, "Yeah, people were jumping out of the helicopter. They were rappelling down the walls, and they just pretended that, that was that that was part of the whole show that uh, Yachtly Crew was included." See, so add all these things together. Even guys in Yachtly Crew were astonished by the Jimmy Buffett synchronicity. Like that, that actually, I think, woke them up a little bit. Because every time when they go, oh, what a small world, I go, yes, and a magical world, a magical world. This is happening because we imagined it. So let's just keep dreaming bigger. As soon as I said, let's keep dreaming bigger, they went quiet. <laughs> it's just, what? Like, if we can match up the celebration, this goes, for, this goes for me, I'm saying it out loud here. If I can match up the celebration to be equal in, in enthusiasm and excitement, if I, can, if I can align myself with that excitement, that enthusiasm, that vibe that you feel when you're free falling I'm sure if you can match up that celebration um, with every single synchronicity big or small big or small I mean meaning what what hmm. like if we were to have that kind of celebration with any kind of synchronicity that's the, that's the interest, interesting thing. I need to step into, you know, if I were to realize, just step into those shoes. Bam. It's, it, it, it's in your life because you dreamt it to be there. So, okay, Kurt. Bam. Dream it to be so. We always, we always hear that, right? Over and over and over again. I'm reading... Um, Illusions, rereading illusions by Richard Bach. And uh, he's also written that book. 
Um, oh, it's not. Wow, he didn't even write it. Oh, wait. Oh, here it is. Oh, it's after the foreword. Jonathan Living, Livingston Seagull. Um, it's called Illusions, the Adventures of a Reluctant Messiah. So I'm reading this again, and I come to learn that Philly's, uh, Philly Ocean's feather tattoo on his arm is from Jonathan Livingston Seagull. Now, in this book, this guy, Don... Don Shimoda. Ma 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 Shimoda. Don Shimoda. Don Shimoda. So the, the the Don Shimoda guys that like this Messiah sort of dude, you know, he believes things to be true and they're happening and they're true. And so the way that Richard Bach wrote this book or this Bach, if you will, the way that he wrote this Bach was as if he himself had met this Messiah guy out while just flying around in, in his plane and and imagining like, oh, what would this Messiah tell me? What, what, what kind of conversations would I have with this guy? And um, Richard Bach asks Don Shimoda, he goes, where did you learn to do this stuff and he said oh it's in the messiah's handbook and so the idea is this so so richard bach you know his character in here is reading through the messiah's handbook and what it is is that every page has different some sort of different uh little parable on it and so the idea is that you put out your intention it's kind of like rune stones or uh what is it a pendulum or divining rod, that type of thing, you know, tarot, tuning into the universe, and just and, and putting out an intention, closing your eyes, zip it open to a page, you know, oh, there we go, and you know, now here you are, and then you read from that, and you see how that applies to what you were talking about. Now, this is a trick, it's so interesting, this is something that Lawrence August and I, we were at a party years ago, and he and I, there was a bookshelf there, and we go, hey, he, he, pulled, he pulled out a book, he just happened to pull open a book, flip to a page, and it had to do with either something we were just talking about or something that totally applied to him. So once we realized, because he read it out loud, we're like, oh, well, flip to a page. He's like, oh, think of a number, I don't know, one, 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 eight, four. <laughs> he flips to it, and then we get this nugget of wisdom. So then we go, ooh, let's do that to all these books. And so then, then we had, there was, uh, he had his girlfriend there. Uh, and he's like, oh, yeah, you know, Momo, what, you know, which book? You know, and then bam, and we talked, and then we asked her friend, Jackie, sweet Jackie, who I dated for a time. We got like, Jackie, page number. Flip to a page number. And sure enough, it either had to do with something that one of us was thinking about uh, a conversation we recently had, conversation conversation had a week ago, something a book, another book that we read, something like that, movie we saw. You get the idea. So that's just like what's going on inside this book here. See, there's a book within the book. 
But then if you think about it, there's a book within the book within the book. Because um, what's funny is that Don Shimoda tells Richard Bach in this, in, 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 within this book of illusions, <laughs> he's telling him in there, he goes, yeah, you can use that with the Messiah's Handbook. You can flip to any page. You can do that with any book. So that's why I told you the whole thing that happened with Lawrence August and I. The, these things are to be paid attention to too. When you have these intuitions and you've and you've done these specific things just by just by intuition, um, you've done these things, and then all of a sudden, then you read in a book in a future time, or you hear someone saying a speech, or you're listening to Alan Watts talk about something, or what have you, and they're saying this exact, almost like exact words that you have yourself said, or you yourself have already done, and you're going, oh boy. Oh, boy. And we get to choose to look at that. I go, this is an aspect of me. This spirit is an, we are aspects of one another. You know, we belong to the same oversoul, if you will. We are reflections of each other. And it's something to pay attention to, especially when you, when you, when you resonate with something. It's been said that, you know, like Dolores Cannon, it's been said that the reason why you're resonating so much with that is chances are you've, you've been associated with that in a past life and or a future life. That's why. That's why that's so familiar. That's why you're drawn to the sci-fi stuff or that's why you're drawn to, uh, you know, I mean, ideas like that. Oh, yeah, let's flip through the book. Just intuition. So here's this, you know, here's these fu these future moments. Little did I realize that this moment now, how in interesting is that? This moment now could have um, been, you know, been planting those seeds in the past self's head, going, "Hey, guess what? Here's a little, here's a little nugget. Here's a little nugget. You're gonna come across this." So, saying all that, there are, having said all that, there are portions of the Messiah Handbook within this book. So, like there's something here that says, you teach best what you most need to learn. Live, never to be ashamed of anything you do or say is published around the world, even if what is published is not true. Your friends will know you better in the first minute you meet than your acquaintances will know you in a thousand years. The best way to avoid responsibility is to say, I've got responsibilities. There's no such thing as a problem without a gift for you in its hands. You seek problems because you need their gifts. The bond that links your true family is not one of blood, but of respect and joy in each other's life. Rarely do members of one family grow up under the same roof. I mean, it's like, whoa, dude. These are wise. These are wise. Each one of these things. Argue for your limitations, and sure enough, they're yours. All this stuff is making so much more sense now as I'm reading this. Because it, the time between when I was reading this and now, there's been so much more information that's, that's just flooded into my brain thanks to, to these wonderful sources. I've been talking a lot with Phoenix lately. We've been texting. Um, she's just been giving me wonderful, wonderful epiphanies and revelations. And sometimes, you know, 
there'll be these times where she'll say a particular thing and I go, whoa, that's an affirmation right there. That's something I had thought about. That's something I had talked to someone about. That's something I wrote down, let's say, in a, in a past journal. And that's, that is the high five. High five. Hey, Cosmos. Bam. That's why I like to sometimes pronounce, pronounce uh, Cosmos, Cosmos, us. We are the cosmic ones. We are the cosmos. I believe Carl Sagan says it. Hello, billions and billions of light years we in the cosmos. You will find the planet Jupiter. And furthermore, little do you know, I in fact did not die decades and decades and decades ago. I in fact was cryogenically frozen and shot up into Jupiter in a space cryogenically frozen coffin. And now I've been fought out and I reside in the center of Jupiter. We call this the Jupiterian core. Carl Sagan, did you know that he loved UFOs? He loved UFOs, but then someone, an entity, a government entity said, mm, Carl, why don't you just start saying that you don't believe in UFOs now? I think it's in your best interest, kid. I think it's in your best interest. Hey, uh, have you ever have any uh, UFO sightings? Have you had any uh, extraordinary, extraordinary events? I mean, look at all those crazy synchronicities that happen. Let's, let's review. Let's go down. Art Rooney. Okay. We're driving into town. We see the restaurant Rooney. Later on that night, we see Art Rooney, or, or, or uh, Art Rooney's son. Who is he? Part of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, wouldn't that be nice? And these guys are football fans. Wouldn't that be nice? We end up playing a Pittsburgh Steelers. Yachtley crew plays. Let's just, but let's just put it out there, okay? So you, so you and I are hearing this, okay? So when it happens, when I do another podcast, when my future self... Uh, puts out another podcast and tells you, guess what? Guess where I'm at? Rooney. Rooney hired Yachtly crew. Yachtly. Rooney hired Yachtly to play the halftime, to play the halftime show for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And do we have pyrotechnics? Yes. Do we have wire work with Paulie flying through the sky like a yacht rock cherub with wings on his back? You better believe it, baby. Do we have LED screens with crazy stuff? Is it an immersive experience? You better believe it, baby. Does everybody get a free yacht rock uh, captain's hat at the door as they enter? You better believe it, baby. Could you imagine a whole sea? Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. See? This, this is how these things evolve. You go, wouldn't it be funny if, wouldn't it be funny if, wouldn't it be funny if, golly, I'll be so excited to see how the universe surprises me with this particular thing. Wouldn't that be funny if this happened? Bamzo. All right, so there's that. Now, Fran Tarkington. You know what I got to say about that whole situation? That's incredible. Do you see the whole metaphor, these symbols that are just reverberating? And remember, Pittsburgh Steelers. For some reason, I was a little kid. I just liked the Pittsburgh Steelers. Why? Because the older kids on the block liked them. Why did they like, like them? I don't know. One would think that they would be Bears fans. The Bears. Because we lived in Chicago. 
Carol Stream, really. That's a movie. I got to write that down. That was a movie I've been thinking about. Carol's Carol's Dream. It takes place in Carol's Carol's Dream. It's Carol's Dream. I don't know if I told you about this, but Carol's Dream. By the way, my my grandpa Charles Clendenin went to element like elementary school with Jay Stream. Jay Stream bought a bunch of land. And he didn't have a name. You know, he started building these houses and he didn't have any name for it, uh, for this town. And his daughter, Carol, was in a car accident, a bad car accident, and she was in a coma. And he said, Carol, if you come out of this coma, I'm going to name the town after you. I'm going to name it Carol's Stream. And there was a stream. There was a stream. I don't know if anyone's ever called it Carol's Stream. It should be. I'm calling it that right now. In fact, I got a sharp picture in my head. And in fact, the location I have in my head, I have dreams about this location a lot. This, this pops up a lot. Flying through the neighborhoods. It's at the corner of Arrowhead and Thunderbird. If you come off of Gary Avenue, you turn on a Thunderbird, drive down, drive down, drive down. Now, Thunderbird will either keep going, going or you... you branch off to Arrowhead. Now, right right before that curve, there's a little park right there. There's a stream, and that stream runs all throughout the town. And in fact, when it, when it um, was frozen in the wintertime, you know, it's funny, like thinking back on this, but you know what? I think this is because my version of myself right now is, is making sure that ice is sturdy. Now, yeah, sure, sometimes your foot would go through the ice. That was not fun. On a winter day and your foot's, foot's cold <laughs> and you're walking to school. But we would, take the, we would take the stream or the creek, as we call it. We called it the creek. So we'd take the creek, we'd walk along, and sometimes, you know, you'd carry a stick with you and blah, blah, you know, bat through the ice. Uh, but yeah, we would take that all the way to Jay's Stream School. That was our junior high. Elementary school, Carol Stream School. High school had nothing to do with the streams. Glenbard, Glenbard North. One would think it was Carol Stream North. Carol Stream, why not? Carol Stream High School. Carol Stream High School. What's Glenbard? I don't know. It's a part of Glen Ellen and Lombard. That's what it is. Oh. That's what it is. So there's Glenbard East, West, North, and South. And there are rivalries between them. Glen Ellen and Lombard. So that's how that is. Maybe I need to do a little more research. By the way, did I ever tell you about the corn monster? There's a, there were sightings of the corn monster. And we loved playing in the cornfields. I tell you, when... Billy Thurner played Children of the Corn for us for the first time. We were shaking in our boots because his backyard faced the cornfield. Next door to him, the Grants, Nathan Tim, Sandy Gary. I always thought that was funny. There was a street named Gary Avenue, and we lived across the street from a guy named Gary. Those kinds of things. You know, when you're a kid, when you're young, you start noticing those similarities. Those like, ooh, that's interesting. So I've always seen those patterns. 
and they've always they've always shown themselves to me because I've I've looked for them. I've been excited about it. Like, all right, where are the patterns? And I think we all look at the patterns, don't we? Don't you? You notice something happening again and again. You're going, ooh, there's a pattern here. Look at that. There was the horn. See that? That serendipitous moment synchronizing with me saying this? That's another high five from the universe. That's, that's, those are those affirmations. It's like, yep. Yep. Sounds like a honk, but it's going, yep. Anyway, I think that's all for now. Um, I think what I'm going to do is I'm not, not going to make any promises, but I will say that um, the person closing out the show is Blythe Baines. You better believe it. Blythe Baines, thank you. Oh, and maybe at the top of the show, let's see, uh, who should we put? Well, I think I'll find Superhero. I'll put Superhero at the top of the show. Blythe Baines will, will say goodbye to us. And then maybe if you stick around, you listen to the Face Palm theme song, baby. Take care. Thanks for listening to Ansprato Projecto. Oh, here's another quick synchronicity I forgot to add, yet it is equally as important, is my buddy Steve Rineker, who I um, was in high school with, and we were in West Side Story together. And um, I ended up working at Indian Lakes Resort doing room service that he all ha- ha- also happened to work there, and so did Andy Smith, who I, I uh, suggested from when we worked at Barnes & Noble. So, so Steve Rineker, when he left and he moved off to Florida, he ended up working in room service. I can't remember if I said this. I probably did. He used to, he used to do room service at the Breakers Hotel in West Palm Beach. And in fact, I went to his wedding and I almost feel like it was, oh my God, was it there? Did he do it there? No. Oh, no. Was it? No. Huh. God, I felt such a familiarity with it, but while I was there, it was just crazy. I just imagine my, my buddy, young, you know, young Steve Rineker running around doing room service all around the Breakers Hotel. Little did I realize way back then that my future self would be talking about it now. These are things to take into consideration when we think about our future selves already knowing something that we do not know now at this moment. Our future selves know something. For instance, when I was making Max Neptune the retro sci-fi, Max Neptune and the Menacing Squid. It's on YouTube if you want to see it. When we were making that, there was always that like, whoa, someday, you know, someday this is going to come out. Someday. Well, guess what? That movie's been out oh, like 10 years already, over 10 years. So now my future self is already on the other side of it. Whereas, you know, back then, I didn't know that. So, so, so it's these kinds of things. And once that happened with Max Neptune, then it started getting me into this kind of mindset like when we were wor- working on Bloody Bobby, which is called Legend of Fall Creek. They renamed it. Um, Legend of Fall Creek, Black Pumpkin. 
for each of those movies. Those are those are both Bloody Bobby movies, um, and they're on Amazon, iTunes, in case you want to see them. Black Pumpkin is on Walmart shelves, by the way. Anyway, the main point is, while working on these movies, I was simultaneously, you know, going, okay, someday this is going to be finished, and I was simultaneously thinking that, and the idea of I'm on the other side of this now. I'm on the other side of this intention, the action that I'm taking in this intention. It's already happened. Here it is. Like, so you, you know, you're shooting the movie and you go, okay, okay, but this is going to be shot. And then, whoa, okay, then it's going to be edited. And whoa, whoa, then it's going to be shown. Just like that process. And oh, and then it's going to get distributed. Oh, oh, then it'll make some money back. Oh, oh, then we can make another movie. So it's that kind of like, whoa. So thinking about, okay, right now, let's say, for instance, if I were to look at all my, you know, if I were to look at all my notes that I made of all the different movies, I've been writing them all down. I've been getting them into my notes lately. I write them down. I have them on all kinds of different notebooks and stuff like that, but I've been getting it down in my notes here in the phone. If I were to look at each of those and go, okay, my future self has already created those. Okay, so he's already created those. He exists right now. These are done. These are finished. These are created. They're out there. These are animations. These are, uh, uh, these are musicals. These are animations. These are <laughs> pinball machines. Pinball machines. Uh, whoa, now wouldn't that be interesting? Every once in a while, I, I think about what is my future billionaire self doing right now with that money that he always wanted to do with it because you know i've always wanted to be the media i've always wanted to have my own radio station have my own television station have my own newspapers magazines my own media my own media m-e capital m capital e-dia and d-i-a dea dea that's like god goddess the me goddess the me god Media, me God. Is it any mind exploder? Is it not a mind exploder? <laughs> so I've always thought about that. And what 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 happened? I ended up doing uh, DJ work for K Chung, sixteen thirty AM Chinatown, baby. I'll get back into those studios. That was the whole reason why I approached Mickey Dolan's about doing the promo for this show. In fact, I'll probably just sneak it in right after I say this piece here, just so you can hear what he, his promo. We'll still, we'll still hear Blythe Baines, of course. Um, but that's why I, I re- interviewed, I asked him to say, you know, you're listen- this is Mickey Dolan's, you're listening to Inspirato Projecto. I was going to use that soundbite for, and I did, and I have, uh, for the radio show. Little did I realize that would evolve into a podcast. See, now my future self knows this is a podcast. My future self knows that this is a talk show. My future self knows that because th- this is the, the way in which it's evolving. Or it'll be one hour long uh, podcast recorded, improvised, right there, off the top of my head. Now, what's going to happen is what's going to be edited in there is... It, kind of, it could be kind of like Midnight Gospel where parts of it all of a sudden it goes, now it cuts off into a, a, 
you know, let's say if, if the person, let's say if I start talking about something, you know, if I'm like, oh yeah, and this is what happened back then, bam. Now all of a sudden you hear my narration and you see what that is, maybe in an animation. Maybe it's a short film. Maybe it's a film that does not make sense. Maybe it does make sense. So it could be an hour of me just telling, you know, or two hours. I mean, if we're going to do a feature film, let's go for it. Let's go for it. Let's go for it. I mean, wouldn't that be crazy? Spotify lets me do that. So something to think about. Something to think about. Something, something to think of. Something to think about. Wait, wait, some, 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 something. Don't, 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 some, some. Song. What? Where's that? Song, 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 something, something to, something to think about, think about, something to think about, something to think about, something to think about, something to think about. Something to think about 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 I want you to think about it now Oh, I want Mickey Dolan's here. You're listening to Inspirato Projecto. Okay, so I'm going to give you just 
three different top secret ways to get your voice onto Kurt's show. First thing is, remember that messages through the Anchor platform, if you call in, are limited to one minute long. Perhaps if you call in to his special Google number, his phone number that he's giving out here, maybe you can talk for 20 minutes. I don't know. (laughs) Don't do that to him though. Messages should be just like little flashes of brilliance and participation and enthusiasm. Number two rule is say something nice about Kurt and his show. Let him know that you really listened to one of his episodes. Let him know you're a Yachtly Crew fan, or maybe you've purchased his art book, by the way. Talk about that a little bit, Kurt. Number three thing is don't promote. Well, hold on. I'll be right back. I'm going to get cut off. Even after all this time, I forget that that one one minute cutoff is happening. It's like, (laughs) right? The big stick that's coming on from the side of the stage to pull you off when you're really bad, not entertaining people. Oh, I apologize. By the way, did I say this is Maria? I forgot to say my name. My number three rule, by the way, is don't promote yourself. Don't just come on here and say, come listen to my show, people. <laughs> Do Kurt. Show him some, some uh, respect, you know, for his show. Inspirato Projecto is the show you're listening to. But I'm Maria and my show is Strong Body, Strong Soul. <laughs> I'm about energy and spirituality and fun stuff sometimes and sometimes serious stuff. Kurt and I have had some amazing conversations. Check out YouTube if you feel like seeing us. All I need is a little bit of respect. Oh, baby. Respect. How's it going there, Maria Humphreys? Strong body, strong soul. I always listen to your podcast when I'm cleaning house over here. Hey, Angela, guess what? I'm talking to Maria Humphreys over here. Okay, all right. I just want to say something to Maria Humphreys. I said get back to scrubbing the carpet and after that wash the dishes. Oh, I already washed the dishes. Don't you, Tony. Don't you be a sub- subordination, Tony. Okay, all right, Angela. All right, listen. Hey, hey. Hey, who cares? Who cares? Hey, listen. Hey, it's worth the punishment. All right? All right. I'll run another three blocks around there. All right. Oh, no. All right. All right. Oh, Angela. All right. All right. Hold on. I got to go. Hold on. Hey, put away the taser again. Put away the taser again. All right, thank you so much, Tony Danza, for stopping by. Um, he ran out of the room with my phone. Um, Maria is, <laughs> you know, that I think Andy Kaufman would be very proud, Maria, of uh, those cosmic morsels, giblets. Uh, whew, cosmic wisdom. Pearls of wisdom. What? What'd you say? Oh, you said pearls of wisdom. You're coming closer to the 
Pearls of Wisdom. Here, go ahead and talk into the microphone. Hello there, this is Carl Sagan speaking to you via satellite billions and billions of light years away. Okay, Carl, can I have the... Uh... I'd like to see more about the billions and billions... Okay, okay. Billions of stars. Okay, okay, all right, all right. So... Light years wee, wee. All right, all right. Can you please get a wee from here for just a moment? I'm trying to have a... Wee. Yes, yes, yes. I'm trying to have a uh, podcast here. On the balcony, there's a hummingbird. That's the other thing. I got to clean this hummingbird feeder. I almost called it the hummingbird theater. Because actually, you know what? It is a theater. Oh my God, here it comes. Right when I said that. Right when I said that. I was looking out on one side of the balcony. Hold on, can you hear that? Hold on. Don't chirp. Oh, dude. I was looking over on this side of the balcony, right over here by the antenna tree. And there was, there was, there was the hummingbird up there. I saw a squirrel hanging out. And, uh, and all of a sudden, hummingbird flew in. Right up to the hummingbird feeder. And it is theater, like I was, like I was saying. It is theater because you're watching uh, a scene in their story come come to life right there in front of you. I swear, ever since uh, meeting Lisa Bowman on TikTok and then interviewing her, I I have become so much more uh, aware of birds than ever before. So much more aware of birds. And everything has symbolism. So Maria Humphreys and I have um, crossed timelines on many occasions. Both past, present, and future. However, if you're talking to Nostradamus, he'd say it's all happening right now. Right here, right now. Really big shoe. Really big shoe right here, right now. So as we've crossed timelines... Uh, it's always, you know, this is the thing. Always look forward. Always look for spirits that you look forward to sharing spirits with. How about that for a parable? Always look for the spirits you want to look forward to. (laughs) Right? There's a four in there and then there's a two. Always look for the spirits you look forward to. Interesting. Wow. Always look for spirits who you, you know, big capital letter U, look for word to. For word to. Interesting. Four, number four, word two. Always look for the spirits you look forward to. Interesting. A four word, a four word. Four word two, four word two. Always look for the spirits you look... You Always look, always look for... The spirits you look forward to. Always look for the spirits you look for word to. Interesting, interesting, interesting. That's a hieroglyph. 
That's how you get hieroglyphics. Dismantling those suffixes, prefixes, root words, prepositional phrases, practicalities, nouns, adverbs, adverbs, reverse language, resonance, your. <laughs> Melted on a toasted sesame bun. There, I've said it. Right? I think that's the way you make a Big Mac. <laughs> I think I finally got the ingredients down. It only, it only took decades. And after six minutes of talking to you, I've figured it out. Uh, yeah, Maria... I've, I've realized, look at the cats, the way they're looking at me, it's great, they're both blinking their eyes, oh my gosh, they're sending me the vibes, I'm gonna stand, I'm gonna look straight at both of them at the same time right now, I'm moving my seat, yeah, you guys, you are my audience, I'm not gonna make you crane your necks, oh my god, you're part of this theater, dude, you guys, I love this, oh my god, if you could see this picture right now, he's on the ground, let's see, let's see if I can, let's see if I can talk to you, and take a picture simultaneously, oh boy, oh boy, should I risk it? Oh, he's walking over now. He sees me looking at him. Kit. Got Oliver over there. Marky right here. Oh, yeah. We're going to get some per machine action. Per machine. Always look forward to the spirits you. Always look for the spirits you look forward to. That it is. There, there it is. Always look for. The spirits you look forward to. And so when you do that, it's just a magnet, just a magnet, Maria Humphreys. She's, uh, the only, okay, if, if I were to name her as a, as a, a, a as a, a, uh, as a, as a, as a, as a as an animal, as a fish, I would call her a uh, squid. She's got the tentacles. She's got the ink. Ink being a symbolic representation of, you know, people who write, people who draw, because she's an artist in many, many medias and mediums. And I finally realized this, this realization finally occurred to me when Yatley Crew was at a party for TKO and I met this young couple and I felt such a familiarity with them I felt like I had known them and I realized in that moment it finally occurred to me that the ways in which we are able to tell who those spirits are that we've known in past lives, future lives, current parallel lives, I mean all the lives, the indicator is the synchronicities that you share between each other, the ways in which it seems like you can read each other's minds. This happens to strangers. You know, as the old phrase goes, strangers are just friends we haven't met yet. Well, 
add into that mix the vibe, add into that the, the frequency, some moving in those directions, not not making it essential to put yourself in 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 uh, something that is. You know, it's like okay, everybody, we all know what challenging is. We all know what it's like to you know have to have to work through something. However, what what are we? Uh, don't you also appreciate? I, I mean, I appreciate. I feel like it's so silly. Suddenly, I just realized I'm like arguing with somebody. Who am I arguing with? I'm arguing with my my lesser known aspect shadow self. My lesser my lesser uh, aspect shadow self. Yeah. It's that guy. So if you hear me like arguing or something, it's that dude. It's the naysayer. You know, it's the guy's like, yeah, but dun, 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 dun. and I'm like, whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. it's like fencing, I suppose. Like, come on, come on. Wouldn't that just be like nice and unnecessary? Isn't that funny? Me and ex- me explaining it became the very symbolic representation of what it was that I was arguing for, I suppose. <clears throat> Not necessarily that. Let's 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 redefine that. That I was just giving the point of. Given the point of, much like a pen on the paper, much like Maria Humphreys, the squid, <laughs> producing the ink, producing the productivity, the proclivity for productivity, activity, productivity, protocols. Um, yes, very productive, very, very, so that's my indicator that I've known this person in past lives is when I've shared these synchronicities with them, there's a familiarity, look for that, look for that. And that way we get rid of all the excuses of going, oh, me, poor me, I don't have any friends, any family, nobody likes me, nobody likes my jokes. Oh God, I got so many, I know so many impressions of so many celebrities and nobody wants to hear them anymore. (laughs) Nobody wants to hear my Oh, really big shoe. Thank you. Thank you, Don Rickles. I'm not Don Rickles. I'm Carl Sagan impersonating the other guy. Ed Sullivan. Really big shoe. Really big shoe? Really big shoe. Old Mother Hubbard lived in a telescope. In a really big shoe. So hold on. That's my favorite nursery rhyme. How'd you know that? Old Mother Hubbard lived in a telescope inside of a really big shoe. Well, thank you so much, Carl Sagan, for your... Oh, gosh, there's a cat. just like staring at the other guy and then the other guy is walking very slowly looking at the other guy oh my gosh what is what were you doing 
what is it with you guys playing those kinds of games? Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. What, what are you doing? What are you doing? Oh my god. See, now you're back to a lovable monster again. What, how the hell did you, how did you switch like that? Huh? How'd you do that? So. Yes. Marky, if there's, if there's one thing I learned today, check it out. If there's one thing I learned today, ah, is, hey, listen. Hey, listen. Always look for the spirits you look forward to. All right? You understand? You catching? Are you catching my drift? Are you catching? Are you catching a weight from my drift? <laughs> oh, I'm going to lay down on the balcony with you. We're just gonna lay on you, okay? You're a pillow. Oh my God, that's amazing. Marky, your body can withstand the weight of my head. Okay, I'm putting full weight on it now, okay? Oh shit, okay. Hold on, right, here we go. I'm gonna try to pull the full weight on it. Can you hold it? How much, is it too heavy? Oh my gosh, I'm almost fully comfortable. Oh, oh. All right, let's see, hold on. Can you withstand it? How heavy is a, is a skull? Can you handle eight pounds? You're like 25 pounds. So that's like, let's see, it's a third of your body weight. I wonder if I could handle a third of my body weight laying on my body, what is that? Well, little dude, little dude. So that's how I discover who are the people that I keep in my life. Who are the people that I keep in life? That I keep in life. That I keep in life. Who are the people that I keep in life? When I see them shining bright. And I'm squinting at their light. Of familiarity shared between them and me. Look at this little guy. I can't believe you're letting me just land your on your Garfield on your Garfield body. You're like the soldier soldier's field of cats. You are the soldier's field of cats. Rat-a-tat-tat, look at that. Yeah. There's a time I was in a McDonald's when I was going to Columbia College. There was a, uh, you know, Union Station. I'll lay here then, right? In Union Station, there was a bunch of restaurants and stuff. Every once in a while, when I had a little extra, a little extra scratch, I'd stop in this McDonald's. And I'd get a coffee and uh, perhaps an Egg McMuffin. And this one time this guy kept walking around. He was walking around. He was ordering his food. And he's going, rat-a-tat-tat. Look at that. Rat-a-tat-tat. Almost after everything he said, I'll get me a Big Mac. Rat no, no, it was, uh, it was, that's right. It was like, uh, yeah, I have a, I have a, a sausage and egg McMuffin. Rat-a-tat-tat. <laughs> it was great. Anything else, sir? A large Coke. Rat-a-tat-tat. Oh man, it was amazing. He's constantly said rat a tat tat. I love those things. And then you trace it back, you wonder where did that begin? 
you know, there's something echoing back there, an echoing spirit that is something he's connected to and values that might do that. Maybe it's the sound of a you know, like a, maybe he's a drummer, you know, like one of those, like a so what was interesting was um, I was living with my dad at the time. What was I? Yeah. Glen Ellen. Remember I was talking before about, before about Glenbard North? Glenbard North High School. Glen Ellen and Lombard. So I lived in Glen Ellen. It's culmination of the two. I, I think one of the Glenbards, maybe it was Glenbard. There must, you'd think maybe it just started with one Glenbard. And then like, well, let's build another Glenbard. Oh, okay. Well, that's a little bit more closer to Lake Michigan, so that's more. We'll call that one Glumbard East. We'll we'll be Glumbard West, <laughs> you know. Like, hey, we've done a great job here. We've already got East and West. Why not add a North and a South? Okay, sounds good. We let's keep it going. Let's do let's 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 keep it going. Let's draw the square of this. Let's make let's let's finish the constellation of this thing. Wow, I've never looked down on a map and drawn. The lines between them, that would be interesting to see see that constellation if it's in a square. If it's, no, oh no, couldn't be. It'd have to be a, uh, it'd have to be a, no, yeah, it would be, yeah. So you could go, so you make the T between them, like a plus sign, isn't that interesting? Because in, in a sense, you're, you're adding them together. The plus sign. But then if you draw lines on the outside band, then you get a square. How cool is that? Wow. So yeah. Um... Glen Ellen. I lived out there with my dad for a time. I lived in the basement. It was a dream. I always wanted to live in a basement. I always wanted to have, to have rolling chairs, and I had both. That was another manifestation of reality. That's another. That's for another story of another time. So I was living with my dad, and uh, I forgot that his R. R. Donnelly. He was working for them. He was doing technical writing. So just know if you work for some business, you know. There's a good chance my dad helped write those technical manuals. Imagine that, writing writing down exactly how something works. The process of that. Taking taking it all apart, figuring it out, looking at it. No wonder why he he liked working on cars and it totally makes sense. The carpentry, it totally makes sense. Wow. So he was out there. I forgot that he was out in Chicago. So I was walking out of the McDonald's. This could have been the same day or a different day. Wouldn't that be cool if it was the same day? Let's just pretend the rat-a-tat-tat guy and this was on the same day. All right? For the record, let's just say it. Let's just pre- Let's just... We're going to make the agreement right now that that was on the same day. Okay? Because why not? Your guess is as good as mine. So... which And plus, every single parallel reality is existing right now. Anyway, so in a sense, that already does exist. So... Uh, since I'm living that in a different timeline, I'm just going to go ahead and claim that. <laughs> that happened. Isn't that interesting? You get to make up your own story. You get to make up your story of what you are. So what story are we telling about ourselves? What stories are we telling about ourselves? Oh, I'm horrible. I'm terrible. Oh, I'm so bad. Oh, I'm just so bad. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm just so bad. Oh, shame, shame. Oh, I'm shame. I mean, does that feel good? Does that feel good? So... I think, get to that vibration, excitement, 
Hallelujah. Yeah. Nice to meet you. I am Hallelujah. Ooh, there's a character. I've never seen that character. Hallelujah. Oh boy. Hallelujah, dude. Hell yeah. You know, because you know that people would be making fun of his of his name too, like hell yeah. And not really knowing like kids go, Hells yeah. You know, hell yeah. But then you put it together. Hell. Oh wait, Luya. Luya. Oh, hallelujah. Hell. 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 Hallelujah. Is his last name Luya or is it Eluya? Oh my God, or is it Hell El Uya? What would that be? What would it be? H A L L E L U J A H J A H. You know, don't a lot of Europeans go, yeah, 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 yeah. Don't you see a lot of J A H in things? So that's yes. I think that means yes. Ha. So you got ha, like ha, 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 laughing. Ha, or hall. Yeah, like a hall. Le. Ha, le. Lu, u. U. Means you. Lu, le, the. You, let's see. Ha, ha, the hall of you. Yes. The hall of you, yes. Hall. Eh. Let's see. Halle. 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 Lu. U. Ya. Yeah. Hallelujah. It's, so, hall, you know, Alan Watts says that hallelujah is the son of angels laughing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And that was the, the vision I had when I was on my, on a trip, we'll say, at the uh, Love Seed Festival, under that tree, in that pond, and that running water, that water was a stream of consciousness. Wow, it's now hitting me. I was, I was swimming in a stream of consciousness during that whole time. I became a symbolic representation of a stream of consciousness. Oh my gosh, that's interesting. There were so many symbolic representations during that time. And this all leads to Maria Humphreys, the squid, of course. So, Maria Humphreys. Um, there are certain people, when you come across them, they inspire certain things. So let's just say you magnetized out a slew of imaginations, tentacles, if you will, and you will. <laughs> uh, if you will, and you will. My brother said he used to have a teacher who would say that. If you will, and you will. <laughs> Reminds me of when I met uh, John Lundberg. And, what, what's up, dude? Where are you? Kitty. Psst, psst. Psst, psst. Oh. Pigeon. It was a pigeon. That's good. So, yes, tentacles. Isn't there a, isn't there a uh, Greek god named Tentacles? 
I know, I'm tentacles. It's just a body just made of tentacles. It's just tentacles all over. I mean, there is some short sh- shape of like, let's say, a, of an of a, of a earthling type body. Not mixed with that, just tentacles coming out everywhere, everywhere. Tentacles everywhere. In fact, that could be the name of the movie about that guy. Tentacles everywhere. Tentacles, tentacles everywhere. <laughs> just, just for the snobs, you know, just for the word snobs and movie snobs, you know, it's like they, they really want to nail the landing. They really want to make sure that, the, you know, they, they get, the, get the pronunciation just the right way, r- the ricked way. Tentacles everywhere. <laughs> Maybe that's how you spell the, 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 the uh, posters. The poster is like, tentacles, uh, comma, everywhere, question mark. Oh my God. And they call them tentacles, of course. But that's the thing, it's like, so for the snobs, they get to correct people and people go, tentacles everywhere? Hey, have you seen tentacles everywhere? <laughs> Imagine trying to add a question to a question because <laughs> you're asking the person a question <laughs> if they've seen the movie. And yet the movie has a question mark. So, but what if you did not intend on, on ending your sentence on the question? <laughs> <laughs> what if you want? What if you didn't want to end your? your what if you didn't want to end your sentence with a da-da-da-da, but more of a? Huh, huh, huh. What, yeah, hey, hold on, stop right there. Are you afraid you're gonna end? This is Blythe Baines, and you're listening to Inspirato Projecto. It's a face palm, a face palm, a balm of calm, like an napalm bomb. It's a face palm, a face palm, crumbly malm of loamy alms. And how soon do you think you to t- t- do it again? It's a face palm, a face palm, here it come alms playing Brahms and prom. And how soon do you think you to t- 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 do it again? And the homes from Guam, Guam's the cable comes. Are the Gram Ram diatoms glam in their moms? It's a face palm, a face palm. The book of Psalms and rhymes and rums. And how soon do you think you'll do it again? Postscript, or rather post postscript, <clears throat> it's just now beamed to my attention at 8.27 a.m. out here on the balcony, Friday the 8th, Infinity Baby. The revelation struck me is that I speak in cursive. I just realized I speak in cursive. However, I will make it a point to enunciate much more. When I write, also very, very, anyway, I speak in cursive. 